Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The D. Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. This is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D. Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Canseyone Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Behind the mask, whether you're on ice or in line, we are the Valley's headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized koozies and shower shoes at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D. Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothbarb. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, professional hockey fans, as it may be. It's Monday night, which means it is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas, the uh, hot spot in downtown Las Vegas, right on Fremont Street. Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, what will soon be a very soggy Arizona again. Um, however, I'll leave and, and get up to Vegas before that happens. And no Rob Rothfarb tonight. Some team from New York is in town, and he had to go see a game. So uh, I I just wrestled in my co-host from Sunday and Tuesday and brought Paul Hornstein in to talk a little bit of uh, professional hockey. So, Paul, welcome in. Oh, God. How did I get roped into this again? (laughs) What team was that from New York that ended up in Southern California this week? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I know which one it is. It's one with pinstripes. Yeah, well, uh, both teams actually wear pinstripes. I know. <laughs> uh, for everybody listening, Rob is a huge Yankee fan. Uh, Paul is a Met fan. Uh, I'm not going to say huge because you're pretty angry at them right now. Uh, they're they're morons, but <laughs> <laughs> but you're still a fan. Yeah, that doesn't change anything. But they are idiots. <laughs> I, I don't <sighs> lie. Don't get up there and don't get up there and say we're getting pissed off at the fans because they boo us. Hey, morons! Don't be over thirty with runners in scoring position and lose fifteen games in the standings in less than a month, and you want to worry about being booed. <laughs> I, I saw a little social media yesterday that they were doing their own booing back. Well, yeah, that, um, I, I promise that doesn't work. I yeah, promise here. you that doesn't work. Uh, especially not, in New York, right? Not here. No. <laughs> I, and, and, you know, and I'm about to say something, and it's going to make it sound like I'm knocking somewhere else. I'm not. It's just not the way it's done here. Okay? Um, I completely understand why players love playing in St. Louis, especially baseball. Completely understand it. Okay? Um, They don't ever boo anybody there. 
even when they're not, even when their team is lousy, they don't boo anybody there. Okay, and I, and, I, and that's fine. This is not St. Louis, <laughs> and this is not it's some other Big Midwest, Apple, baby. <laughs> and and this is not some other Midwest city where half the people are not there. And and I know people that root for that team. Okay. Uh, but half the people in that building are just there to say they were in the building every day and they could care less about what's actually going on on the field. And I know that's going to get me in trouble somewhere uh, with somebody by somehow, but I don't care. Well, I, well, I, 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 go ahead. There have been enough. There have been, I've been, I've seen enough of those games. Okay. So welcome in. Baseball, I mean hockey fans to professional hockey. Well, this, go, this could go to this could go to this goes to hockey. <laughs> oh, oh, I no, know. No, don't, don't, no, you do not do that. That is, as yeah, the, I know. The Mets owner said that is the third rail, baby. You do not try to take on the fans. Yeah, totally. Because totally agree with you. Because push comes to shove, and I don't care what league it is, as long as you're not throwing stuff. And you're not uh, being abusive in front of people around you. Like if there are little kids around you, you can't use certain language whether you want to or not. Okay. But as long as you're not crossing that line, I'm going to boo you all I want. And, and, and everybody that paid the money to buy that ticket has the right to do that too. Why? Just because in Europe they whistle, it's the same thing. And and let me tell you this, and, and this is what professional athletes have to understand is that you're getting paid a ton, especially baseball players, a ton of money to perform, right? And fans that are passionate are something that you darn well better appreciate because I'll tell you from the hockey standpoint, Paul, and you've heard me say this over and over again, there is nothing like uh, lethargic fans like we experience, I'm sorry, right here in the desert southwest in Arizona. Well, uh, I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying that we have a load of lethargic fans, and I can drive, and I will drive tomorrow, 300 miles to the northwest, and I will find fat, passionate fans that you know, are never lethargic, that don't care um, what the weather is or what the conditions are inside or whatever they love their hockey team and they want, they will voice it a lot like they do in New York. If same thing in Vegas. And let's not get crazy. Let's not get, <laughs> okay. let's not get crazy. Okay. okay. Um, I, but I will say that right this. by them folks. Almost I, I, I want, I want to sit there and, and, and say this. And this, once again, this is not anything to do with any specific sport or any specific team. You know, what's worth, as you said, I'll just say it in layman's terms. You know, what's worse than booing. What? Silence. Yeah, I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, okay. silence so is awful. Shut. You know, if you want to be displeased and be upset that the fans are booing you, get over it. Put on your big boy pants. Rub some dirt on your ego. And I don't know, don't go over 30 with runners in scoring position or 0 for 50 on the power play, or whatever. How about this, Paul? How about as a professional athlete, you elevate your game? 
lift that up. Elevate your game. What? Listen, we don't. We don't. I don't expect every. No professional athlete is going to be up for every game in in their regular season. It's just not human nature. I, I didn't say that. I said elevate your game, and it'll everything will balance out. If you don't like what you're hearing, change it, because you have well, that exactly. you have that ability to change it. Uh, Absolutely. You can, you can work harder. You can do whatever it takes. You can do little things. You can let the fans know that you're given 100%, even if you may not be at your best. Um, you're, you're getting paid a ton of money. And let's face it, with money comes expectations. Expectations, I should say. Anyway, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul Hornstein is stepping in. and Because yeah, uh, I can put it in uh, hockey <laughs> terms for you if you'd like. No, I okay? know you can. I know you because can. Because it's, 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 it's very simple. Uh, you know, uh, you know that the the easy comparison is uh, there's a city in the NHL where uh, the dominant language is not English. <laughs> go go ahead, you can say it here. I mean, this is a podcast. What city um, is it, Paul? <laughs> we're, we're you know just because you got Rob over there in in Anaheim. His team is like that team in Montreal and the fans of that team in Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're almost spoiled. Now, I'll say this. We know no Canadian teams won the Cup in two decades, but let's just say the old school fans, the people that have been around a while, it's still not 1967. And the last time, you know, the hockey capital of the world won a Cup. Sorry, Bob. I'm not trying to knock you. I love your city. It's very clean. Um, that, you know, um, he, he'll know, if he hears this, he'll know who I'm talking to. Um, but you know, you you win on the team I root for, and you are in godlike status. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, I'll tell you, and I know you said don't go there, but what I've seen over the last five or six years up in in Vegas is turning into that same thing. And it starts with the ownership. It starts with Bill Foley. Uh, He does not want to hear the words can't. He does not want to hear the words don't, won't, all of those. Um, It's we will, we we will conquer, we will do, uh, we will achieve. It's we will. And uh, that's starting to, to roll over into the fans. And you could see it, Paul, um, when, they, when they made the trade with Marc-Andre Fleury, there was a lot of fans that were upset for, for various reasons. Some of them just found him as a fan favorite, and he's, he's a great human being. And some of them thought he was going to be their goaltender for years. Others, listen, li- others thought that he was a Vesna winner. Listen, I, 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 get, I get all of that. My only response to that, and I am aware of the situation up there, just like you are, and like most, you know, Vegas fans are and were. And um, Tom Seaver and Wayne Gretzky got traded. Oh yeah, yeah. And, no, I'm not, uh, and, yeah, and, 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 and I know and, where you're going. I know so, where you're going with this. And I get being upset that a fan favorite gets traded. That's why he's a fan favorite. Exactly. If he wasn't a fan favorite, nobody would have said anything. 
Right. And but what I'm telling you is And there's a salary um, cap in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'll tell you right now though, um three hundred miles southeast of Vegas is a city called Phoenix. And there's only been one person that's played for the Arizona Coyotes slash Phoenix Coyotes slash whatever um, that has drawn somewhat near that. And even that didn't get there. And that's, that's Shane Doan. Don't play in um, Glendale. Uh, Never should play is, in Glendale. Like, that's all there is to it. Yeah. They're, well, they're just, I, they're, we all know that. I mean, we all know that, but that doesn't, that, that should not stop. The people that are going to the uh, game. No, that's not from, what stops them. From from passion. That's not what stops them. What stops them? Rush hour traffic. <laughs> I said the ones that make it there, the ones that go there, they need to have passion about their hockey team. They need to be uh, excited listen, about their hockey team. Hey, listen. Yeah, How bad is the traffic in New York City? How um, hard is it to get around? That's why I don't go there. Okay, but but but, but, they, but I have but the option. The Islanders of public... and the Rangers fill their arenas, don't they? Oh, well, I have the option of public transportation. I know, but they both fill their arenas, don't they? Um, not always. No, no, no. Okay, I think they fill more than ten thousand or eight thousand on a. Ah, the tickets might be sold, but that doesn't mean anybody. They're all there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, we digress. Listen, this we is, digress. Why? Why are we digressing? <laughs> is this an issue? You know, I mean, the fact we have of the too many is, other things to get to. <laughs> do we? Why are we in a hurry? Uh, we got an hour. Now we got forty-five minutes. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the fact the of the listen, matter is, the listeners uh, want to hear want to hear stuff about what's going on with their hockey teams. They don't want to hear hear us telling them how bad they are because they are. If you win, people will get there. Hello. Otherwise, you have to make it an experience. <laughs> like, and, and, and make people say, I want to go just because it's fun to go. I don't want to sit in two hours of traffic and then park and pay insane prices. And that's every team. Every team's got those prices. So I don't want to just single out one team. Well, and let, let me tell you this, though, and I'm going to get back to the Arizona Coyotes story. And I know it didn't work out, and I understand all that, but, um, well, the former general manager was in charge. There yep. was excitement around this team, as much as excitement has ever been since the days of Jeremy Roenick and Keith Kachuk and right. uh, Dally Drake and those guys because right. he made some bold moves. Now, now everybody's ripping them about the bold moves, but boy, I was at the press conference when Phil Kessel came to town and you would have thought that was big time news. Oh, finally, the Coyotes went out and got a big name. They never got a big name. That's why why I don't pay attention to that stuff. Well, I know, but what I'm telling you is uh, they, you got to be in the mix. Even if you don't get, you got to be in the mix for things. And that's the problem with the Coyotes right now. You look at this roster and there's mm-hmm. some talented hockey players there. Yep. But you go and try to figure out uh, who's a household name. Um, and, and you've heard me say this before. When I go to Vegas, uh, I make a special to point create looking at the names. jerseys. Yeah, because but I take a special point in looking at the jerseys that are out there. Right. And I see so many different names. 
uh, of jerseys on the back of, of fans who people they found now. Uh, and I'm going to throw this out there. I challenge anybody out there to uh, w- by Christmas time to tell me how many Liam O'Brien jerseys you're going to see in, uh, in Phoenix, uh, Glendale, uh, Scottsdale, wherever. Uh, Andrew Lass. Oh, see, that's the problem. Uh, Johan Larson. Louis Erickson. He's a good player. I'm going to see any jerseys of his. Right. Uh, Travis Boyd. Uh, right. Jay Beagle. Um, right. You're going to see your your normal ones. You're going to see your Chikrins. You're going to see your Kessels. You're going to see your right. Kellers. Right. You're going to see a Fisher here and there and right. a Dvorak, maybe a Krause. Right. right. But in Vegas, you see everybody. Everybody. You mean, you mean not just 29s? No, not just 29s. There are a I bunch of 29s. There are a bunch. But trust me, I have gone through and counted uh, every one of them. And uh, a lot of times I have found uh, parents also that are there with their uh, with their son's name on the back. But that's that's where this all comes from, right? It's it's passion. And that's where we got started on this. It's, it's passion. It's talking about uh, driving your team right now. We we're just a few days from September, and I'm so passionate, Paul, that I got our friends at Summer Skates to give us 16 pairs of Summer Skate sandals That's and good. 16 koozies to uh, to go out to uh, to people that are listeners. We're going to give one away every show in the month of September. And, and starting that's, us, that, and, starting and on the, the okay, go ahead. I'll let you finish. <laughs> starting on the Sunday before Labor Day, the fifth of uh, September. I just wanted to let people know that. If you have Fred Flintstone feet like I do, they now make them big enough for those. Yeah, and I ordered some today. I just got off the phone about an hour ago with uh, with the owner, uh, Kevin Hennessy, and I told Kevin, I said, we need some of those double XLs that you got now uh, for 13 and a half to 14 and a half to 15 uh, size feet. So uh, we got some coming. We got the yeah. new logos coming. We got the uh, College Hockey Southwest Live logos. We got some podcast logos. Um, we got some ice time hockey sw.com logos. We've got uh, a bunch of them coming, so it's gonna be some fun giveaways. All right, and now, thanks I, to our studio partners, Summer Skates, for doing that. So. Yeah, very much. Thank you guys. Um, I, I, I will finish with this about your whole uh, whose name you're gonna see on the back of your jersey, the back of the jerseys. You shouldn't see anybody's name on the back of a jersey except yours. <laughs> oh, it took you that long to get to this? I thought for well, sure you were going to jump I, all over that right off the get-go, but I, I wouldn't let you. That's why. Okay. You should uh, – I don't give a rat – when that guy starts to go around wearing my name on the back of his jersey, that's when I'll wear his. Hey, you know what? I did see a Hornstein jersey today. Did you? <laughs> Who was wearing it? Let me know, so I'll wear their yeah. name on the back of my jersey. <laughs> You should know. No, 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 no. And I I may be in the minority. Well, you are definitely in the minority of owners because I'll tell you, your landlord would come and put tape over your mouth for saying that. I don't care. He wants, Let him. He wants every jersey to be sold with a name on the back. Why? Because it's more money then in his pocket. Put, put, now, listen, if I went to that place where I got the lounge pants <laughs> with the – Silver Knights logo and the Golden Knights logo on it. Okay. Um, if I'm going to spend X number of dollars on a jersey, a legitimate, not one of these. Here, I'll just get myself in trouble with the whole league now. 
these crappy replica <laughs> jerseys, and they are okay. Spend the money, buy a jersey, put your name on it. If you're gonna, if you're buying a legitimate jersey, put your own name on the back of the jersey. Why are you putting somebody else's name on there? Good, good point. And on that point, let's take a quick break and let's come back and let's go into the next topic, which is going to be something that's going to be put on jerseys next year, which I'm not a fan of either, but uh, we'll get to that in about two minutes. Hi, this is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, Casino, everything that is anything in downtown Las Vegas. Scott Strandy with you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is at a baseball game. So uh, we called in the pinch hitter. We brought in Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Paul, welcome back into Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Enjoying this yet? I love, listen, I'm all for it, but I'm just going to play a little clip here, and I'll <laughs> just back up my case. I hope you guys can hear it. You represent yourself and your teammates. And a name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. I don't know if anybody heard that or not. <laughs> well, if you had good ears, I heard it. I know what you're talking about. The name on the front as opposed to the name on the back. I get yeah, it. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy that said that once. I don't know where yeah. he got it from. 
and I, Paul, it's been repeated eons of times. Okay, so of times. so <laughs> I rest my case about why you wearing somebody else's name on the back of your jersey. Doesn't matter. Okay. Don't put a name on the back of your jersey. Okay. If I'm well, a fan got... of you, if I'm a fan, <laughs> I'll know who you are. We we talked we we talked uh, about jerseys to uh, and fans to start the show, folks. If you're just tuning in, and now we're going to talk about something that the NHL decided. They decided two things recently. One is uh, that they're going to send players to the Olympics this winter. Uh, Not official also, yet, but more or yeah, less. Yeah, well, ninety nine point nine. And also, they decided that next year they're going to allow patches, one patch at least for now. Uh, on the front of a hockey jersey. Paul Hornstein, go. Okay. Uh, first of all, congratulations to uh, Team Denmark for making uh, the Olympics for the first time, as long as we're talking about the Olympics. And tomorrow night, the World Championships, uh, the Canadian-Switzerland game is not over when I shut it off, but it's going to be the can- Canadians in the U.S. as they get ready for the Olympics in 2022. As for ads on the jerseys, did you guys not think this was coming? Okay, I mean, we, we all did, knew it was coming. We all knew right. it was coming. We just were hoping it would go away. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Go away $10 million a team. Go away $10 million a team. Hmm. <laughs> Anybody want to put a jersey logo hmm. on us? I'll take $10 million. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Let's see. We knew it was coming. Uh, okay. So is it going to take and, away, and, Paul? Is it going to take away from the NHL jersey, or is it just going to become another whatever? Did you notice it on the helmets? Um, I did, but I was looking for it. Okay, and after you stopped looking for it? No, it just kind of looked like a helmet. It didn't right. look so great on those nice gold and silver helmets that I see up in Vegas, but... Oh. That's just a matter of – that is a stylistic choice. That is not – we're not – that's not an obnoxiousness choice. Right. Um, it's just a stylistic choice. I mean – So anyway, that's what's going to happen. The NHL is going to come out with the jersey badge. I don't even know if we need to discuss it beyond this point. It's it's happening. We thought it was going to happen. Well, listen, it, uh, th- this is this is what I know. Okay, this was an inevitability. Okay, and if you didn't think that the helmets were a test case to see how bad or how good it would look, or let me rephrase that, how obnoxious it would look, then you were kidding yourself. Okay, so let, let me uh, pick, a, pick a fight with you on that one. Okay. Do you think that's what they were looking for was to see how obnoxious they would look? Yes. Or do you think they were, or do you think they were waiting? It's the same thing, isn't it? No. Because if ownership is looking at it and they're going to say, okay, these are too obnoxious, I'm going to say, no, I'm not doing this. They're too obnoxious. They or, weren't looking to see. They were, the owners or don't fan- or their fan ah, base. see now. Or if their fan base said, "Hey, listen, you know that season ticket I was going to renew? Nah, not happening now." Okay. What's um, Beast louder? You know. Uh, oh, the, the, listen for a league that relies on ticket sales. Fan base. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's. Okay. Uh, first of all, 
you know, uh, honestly, you okay, so you looked for it in the first game. Maybe you looked at it in the first road game and the first home game because a lot of teams sold uh, that spot on their helmets based on location of the game. It's probably going to happen with the jerseys too. Um, the 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 fact of the matter is, after the un, unless there was a real close up on the guy's head, you didn't notice it. I mean, you saw it, but it basically went away in your subconscious. Yeah, you, you got caught and, up. I mean, hockey's a fast game anyway, so uh, unless you're looking at it at a face-off or breaking the action, uh, you you don't even care. You're just watching no. what's going on and, in the and, ice. And, and by the way, happens. okay, let's 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 call it what it is. When I watch old games, what's the first thing I notice, or what's the first thing you notice? There's nothing on the ice. And there's nothing on the boards. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Then you notice all the clutching and grabbing, and you're saying to yourself, holy cow. <laughs> I thought you were going to come right at me and go, I noticed the wooden sticks. Oh, that, we can have that. I'd love, <laughs> love to come on, uh, do, do a show, whether it's our regular spots on Sunday and Tuesday nights or – or doing this one, even if I have to elbow Rob out of the way a little bit, I would love to have that discussion uh, I with know somebody with some well, with an equipment maker. I would love to have that. Well, yeah, we're, you'd have we're to. Gonna, we're going to do that with Eddie Christian. We're going to bring him out and have him have him talk about sticks because he uh, he is a uh, expert in that area. Let's put it that way. And 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 and, and I and and I would also just because I want to be fair. I, I will take somebody, you know, let's, let's have the discussion on the, from, from the on ice perspective too. You know, I, I'm sure that we can find someone that's used both, but all I know is this. Okay. The more advanced the sticks get, the more they break. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that because they're they're going for lighter, uh, they're going for more flex, and obviously what's gonna happen with that is they're gonna tend to break. I mean that's just uh, the way it is. Um, but you know, and plus you're you're paying three hundred bucks a stick now, so <laughs> right. And I, and, I, I don't and, think and, I paid three hundred dollars for sticks, Paul. The entire my entire um, yeah, but we were high we played in the season. Stone Age though. Well, I played I know, on I... the stone, but you, <laughs> you know, you were the fan. You, you you grew up in 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 all the fancy stuff. We used uh, towels for shin guards. Yeah, and, yeah I grew up in and... northern Minnesota, where I played in the last outdoor ice uh, surface that that was existing for uh, for high school hockey. So and yeah, metal wheels and and quad skates and electrical tape <laughs> for pucks and. We weren't okay. we weren't taping up our equipment with it. We were using it as a puck. I hear you. Okay, let's get into some real hockey stuff, right? We uh, we talked. What's about more this important than the money? Uh, well, we <laughs> before we get into that, that's something we do have to talk about because here in Arizona and a lot of places, 
uh, betting on uh, sports is becoming a thing. Um, I can't tell it's you. Becoming uh, a thing? It, well, uh, becoming a thing that you can do Derek, legally. Derek, don't believe him. That don't you believe can do him. legally within places. And Derek Stevens was uh, on top of this before everybody else because he set that spot out to us almost a year ago now. Um, and he was promoting it and promoting the uh, sports book at Circa. The Circa was built basically on the sports, right? I mean, it wasn't built. The hotel is beautiful, but it wasn't built for the hotel. It was built for the sports book and the, the ability to watch 50 million games at one time. And uh, it that's why it has the, the largest sports book, right? It wasn't built for the stadium swim because that's the <laughs> – That too. <laughs> that too. But I... what's on the walls there, Paul? <laughs> sports, right? Yeah. I, listen, I like I said, I – you know – so, you know, it's just a matter of perspective, right? The yeah. So, so anyway, uh, BetMGM, Caesars, everybody's coming out now with their own sports book and, uh, and reaching out to it. So for years, as you know, um, sports betting was taboo. We're still in the midst of one that we don't know what's going to come uh, of it with Evander Kane. We had Shang Peng on uh, a couple of weeks ago, the uh, great writer. Right. Um, for up in the Bay Area for the Barracuda and the Sharks. And uh, Shang thinks still that uh, if if Evander Kane is found to have bet on hockey, he's done. He's of course he is. Like Pete well, Rose. of course. Okay, so my question to you is, if that's still the, the line that you take, um, is this going to be really difficult for, for some people to resist? I mean, it's like an alcoholic when you put him in uh, – a situation where there's alcohol around them all the time. Are they going to be strong enough? Are they going to be able to, to withstand that temptation? That's the same thing in sports betting, isn't it? Um, yes and no. Okay. Uh, yes. What part of what, what part of the yes? Well, let me ask you a question. The, the, the fact of the matter is if I'm making $10 million a year, Okay. Um, if I got together 10, if I got a thousand athletes together that are making $10 million a year, uh, a bunch of them are going to be gambling. Okay. But how many out of that thousand do you think are betting on their own sport? I would hope zero. Well, because why? Yeah, because you'll be, ri you know, this is not the 1919 Black Sox. Yeah, I get that, but okay, where those guys, where 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 winning that World Series check doubled your salary for the year, just about. Okay, but let me let me throw this devil's advocate out there. Um, why, if you're making millions of dollars playing a sport, why do you insist on driving home from the game or from somewhere after you've been drinking? There's been no reason for you to do that. It's not because you can't find a ride or you can't afford a ride. It's because the temptation is there, right? I'm not going to get caught. I can go. So you don't think when when you have a sports book on your phone that the temptation is not going to be there, especially if somebody comes to you and says, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars, no matter. And I'm talking about maybe what if it's a mid-level guy? that's struggling in the minor leagues to, right. to to make it. And somebody comes along and says, hey, 
you know what? You do this tonight, and um, we'll, we'll we'll wash your hands a little bit for you. Uh, first of all, if that guy's struggling to to make it at whatever, they're, they're, they're not likely to be in a position to influence a game. Yeah, but I mean, let's put it this way then. Um, there's a veterans minimum where you're making good money, but let's let's be right. honest. Uh, even if you're making a million dollars a year playing professional sports, by the listen, time we finally get that money, it's not a million anymore. Listen, it's far are, less than a million. Okay, but are, do do you have an athlete? Do we have we had examples of athletes doing this, like? Really, with 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 the situation that Kane is in, um, you know, let's let's just give him the benefit of the doubt until we see otherwise. If he bet on that, he didn't bet on hockey. Dude, he's clearly at the point. If the stories are accurate. And see, we don't really have proof yet. No, and, and I'm okay. Let's stop right there because I'm not saying that. What I'm what I'm saying is for a topic of discussion here is is this going to create an environment where those that can't or have I don't the think any more than it does now. You don't think so? I don't think any more than it does now. I really, I, I, okay. I don't. Okay, because I, I guess that's that's the. the the topic of discussion is because will, because if you're if, you, if 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 you're that deep into the gambling, uh, you're not just gambling on one thing specifically. Exactly, and that is exactly the point I'm getting at. Okay, so uh, you know we know Pete, Pete Rose bet on baseball. We know he did it as the manager of a team which is almost as important in a situation than the starting pitcher. Or we had, and this was the most recent example, an official who is more likely to be a person, because officials don't make a lot of money, to be a target. Well, I'll tell you, for years and years, like you know, Vegas was taboo to sports teams of, of anything. Any uh, NCAA events were tough to get in there. Uh, NHL, NBA, any major professional sport was tough to get in there. That's all changed now, and uh, obviously times have changed. So I, I'm certainly not going to say anything, but I just want no, to bring – because now at least it's above board. Right, right. And, hey, let's, and let's, 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 let's be honest. Okay, if if you think that the NFL just became this ginormous monolith of a sports empire because people just love the NFL so much, okay, all right. People always say, well, baseball is, is dead and, and, and football is this. And, 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 and then it's, you know, um, first of all, if you're betting baseball, you're an idiot anyway. 
Okay. Um, but the NFL has become, became the NFL partially because it was easy to televise. And I'm five or six years old, and I remember my parents filling out these long uh, drugstore-like receipts on white paper with a lot of school names on it and a lot of professional football <laughs> names on it. And that money wasn't going directly to Vegas. Some of it probably did in the long run, but <laughs> probably it <didn't> go directly <laughs> to Vegas. Indirectly, it ended up there somehow, some way. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay, so so let's leave that topic because that's happening. And, Things are happening. And by uh, the way, didn't every sport professional sports team in the state of Arizona just get approved for some sort of sports book license? Yeah, that's why every I brought it up. one of them. That's why I brought it up. Yep, that's exactly why I brought the topic up. Yep. Um, in typical Coyote fashion, though, every major sports team except the Coyotes had a major brand, sports betting brand behind um, them. Let me ask you the a question. The Coyotes haven't pulled that off the, yet. The, the owner of the Coyotes, what is one of his businesses? Casinos. Oh, okay. I just che- I'm just asking because I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> You're leading me right into my next topic because we haven't had much chance to talk about this uh, because of our guests. And tonight, you're our guest, so we can talk about it. But um, we've kind of gone around the Southwest, and we're getting closer and closer to uh, training camps. 22nd of September for the NHL teams, the 15th, a week earlier for the rookies. And uh, they're going to have a rookie face-off tournament here. And it's going to have every team that we cover in the NHL right here Phoenix, Arizona, excuse me, Scottsdale and Glendale, Arizona. Let me get do this you, right. Do you really want to get into that now? No, I, I don't. But I, what I want to talk about is what's what's happening, because we haven't been able to talk about this topic of the Coyotes again. Um, Paul, for a decade plus, they've, uh, they've struggled to find a home. They now have the city of Glendale saying, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. We think we can do... 20 concerts that'll uh, offset the amount of money, tax revenue money that you were bringing in for us they're in wrong, 42 regular games. They're wrong. Um, so um, we did a study. We said this. So, yeah, thanks, but yeah, no yeah. thanks. Um, we don't want it. Okay, we right or wrong, it, it's a problem that has reoccurred, and it's reoccurred because there's no trust on either side. Right. Glendale doesn't trust the Coyotes. The Coyotes don't, whoever the ownership is, doesn't trust the the city. Um, the city of Glendale wants long-term, meaning 18- to 20-year contract uh, for the rink, for the games played there. Are they going to uh, invent teleportation? Yeah. <laughs> and then the Coyotes uh, are talking three to four years. Well, the handwriting's on the wall, right? The Coyotes have to leave if they're going to be successful. So what did you expect Glendale to do? Just sit there and go, yeah, punch us in the face for three or four more years, and uh, and, and we'll just sit back. Or did you expect that maybe they were going to be, okay, you want to play that way? We, we know you're trying to leave, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to push you out before you can leave. Okay. Okay. We, we, we know this is all political posturing, right? I don't know, is it? Because Glendale doesn't want them back. Right. Uh, that that's that ship is passed, and the Coyotes okay. don't want to be back. That ship is right. passed. Here's here's where the problem lies, 
in professional hockey in the state of Arizona. There is nowhere for this hockey team to go currently. Okay. There have been battles and battles and battles right. for uh, arena locations. The only right. reason they got that location uh, was because the owner at the time wanted a major tenant to sell out the rest of his uh, Glendale area. That's why right. they ended up there in the first place. It had yeah, nothing well, to do was... with location for uh, your fan base or anything else. He, yeah, why, would you wanna, was, why would you want to take that into consideration? Yeah. Well, his, his motto was, I'm going to make a ton of money off of the uh, tenants around this big, beautiful arena. And it's big and it's beautiful. No doubt about it. And, did it work? And no, it did. Well, it made for him. Yeah. Yeah, he got rich. Did he? Uh, and then he got out of the Coyotes' uh, ownership before things really fell apart. He had it three or four or five years, something like that, and then got out. So wow. now okay. now he said, uh, or then he said, build it and they will come. Win and they will come. So he did not ever think that, uh, the location of that building was going to be a detriment to the growth of hockey or to selling out that building. That's where he was wrong. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. and, so and here, I can't even imagine how many people told him that. So let me, let me put it back into perspective. Let's uh, let's go where we are right now in 2021. The coyotes on paper have one, maybe two years. There's a chance that they might slip through a, a loophole and get two years to uh, stay in Glendale. Exactly we both know, what they'll need. Everybody knows there is nowhere for them to go in the state of Arizona in two years. Mm, best okay. case, best case scenario is four, and that's a really lucky best case scenario. Okay. The other thing that we know is um, the Coyotes are not in a financial stronghold position where where they're they're not Bill Foley. They're not um, – well, who's another major owner in hockey that has money coming out their ears? There's a few of them. They are not them. them. Guys that okay. own the Kings or have a few bucks too. Yeah, so so they they don't have the option to go, hey, you know what, City of Tempe, we're going to pick up this spot. We're going to do it. No. If they get this location in Tempe, and we may know tomorrow night if they even have a shot at it, mm -hmm. um, we're going to find out that – I don't they're, think they're you not, will, but okay. They're not coming in. No, I'm just saying that's the earliest we could find out is tomorrow. Okay. Um, they come in. They're they're not going to be the big dog. They want to be the big dog, but they're not going to be the big dog. They're going to have to listen to the terms that are dictated on that piece of land. Mm. And from everything that I've heard from different sources and officials is um, – there's a lot of work to do on that piece of right. land. Um, there's also a stipulation in there that the city of Tempe wants is that they get two years from the time the agreement is signed to move out. Right. So that makes your building process four to five years down the road. Okay. So where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Where are well, you going to play your games? Here's the answer. You got the answer? Hey, I, I, listen, I, everybody. I, the answer's here. Um, I actually do have the answer. People may not like the answer, but at the same time, okay, sometimes you got to spend a few dollars to make some dollars. And let's just, for argument's sake, say that the Coyotes are going to get their building in, let's, let's, let's say, five years. Okay? Is that fair? I'm listening, yeah. Okay. And they get their 
loophole two years. Okay. Okay. Um, so now they need to fill two more years, maybe three. Okay. I know of another team that ended up in temporary quarters. Whether design or not, and then went back to an old building for a couple of years, knowing that their building was being built. I have one and, major problem with that, and and and, and I will say this: if if this ha- if that happens, and the arena's going to, we know who's going to run the building because the, no team would move into the building without being able to run the building, because that's the key. Okay. If I'm going to make that money that I know I'm going to make long term, in the short term, $20 million to renovate some ice making facilities in another building is a drop in the bucket. Yeah, there, but you're, you're missing a whole bunch of points there, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you, first of all, is you have to, even if you have that money up front, which is still to be determined, if you have that money up front to do it, that A is going to take some time to renovate. It's going to not as long as it is to build a new building, but it's going to take some time. You have a county board to deal with uh, to, to get over. You have um, the fact that you haven't been the greatest tenants at other places. So it's like renting a house. Um, do they want you? And then the, the next thing on that pile of, of fun is, um, let's say you do put $20 million and put it in the ice. And then in three years after that, five years after that, you have a brand new facility in Tempe, Arizona, and you're moving. You're going. Now what? Now what's going to go on with that building? Who's going to play in there? Which one? In, in the one that you renovated. Oh, you just, it's, listen. Is this going to throw gonna it down? The, is, is anybody going to play in the Nassau Coliseum next year? No, but you're talking about two different things here. No, the I'm Nassau, not. Yes, because did the did the Islanders not play in Nassau Coliseum before? This did the last Coyotes not? Did the Coyotes never play in Veterans Memorial Coliseum? Never. 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 Okay. Doesn't the Coyotes, matter. The Coy- oh yes, it does. No, because it, it I'll tell you difference. what. I will tell you what. If you're going to be in there for two or three years, and I've been in that building for hockey games, and it is great. Oh, it's a beautiful building, but it's, it is Paul, a great it's, it's building. It's a million years old. So what? You're only talking two or three years. But but what I'm saying is you have a county board that has to approve it. County boards in Arizona, any kind of boards in Arizona, do not, do not want to be involved in professional sports. That's why the, the Diamondbacks are still stuck where they're stuck. That's how come the... What, they're stuck in downtown Phoenix? That was, yeah. That's awful. And they hate it. They absolutely hate it. Their building's falling down around them well, from the inside out with plumbing problems and all kinds of crap. Uh, Whose fault is that? <laughs> uh, so there's the, – and they have a building that's uh, probably 20,000 too many seats, which uh, is awful. Um, and then you got the Coyotes, when they first came in, they played at uh, well, what's now, uh, I guess, Footprint Arena – but that was uh, obstructed views, and everybody said, you can't play NHL hockey here. And they said, we can do it for a couple of years, and then they had to get out. So from the very start, it's been a doomed proposition. And I just don't think, personally, this is my own personal opinion, I don't think the Maricopa County uh, 
board is going to approve any kind of renovations for hockey, no matter who pays for them in that building, because uh, we don't even know. I mean, I've just been told 10 to $20 million for that, but, but we don't know the structure of the building that's been there since the sixties. Right. Who knows how much structural Nassau damage. Coliseum was built in 1971. Okay. That's 71. Yeah. I'm talking the sixties. The sun's I'm played aware. there. By the way, so did the original Phoenix Roadrunners. Right. Who but used to cannot, outdraw the Suns. Yeah, but you can't put the Roadrunners in the same uh, as – well, maybe you can. Let me think about that for a minute. As the Coyotes, can you put them? <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, then there's one more major thing that you haven't you haven't overcome. Two, actually. Now you got to make sure it's set up to be able to broadcast and technology like right. – like the NHL will require. Right. And then the final thing is you have to get all the other owners in the NHL to get on the same page with you, that this is a good thing for them to do. Um, I just think that's probably seven items and maybe you can get four. I don't think you can get all seven and I don't think you can do it without all seven. Yeah. You know, you know, so this anyway. is what, like you're I gonna said. start. You're gonna start a season this year with a lot of players that are um, quality hockey players that de- deserve a shot that have earned a way up. But let's be honest, you can't compete. You can't compete without superstars, and you know you, you don't have any goaltending whatsoever. Carter Hutton, the only goaltender listed on there officially as their goaltender, their top three goaltenders, who at one point a couple of years ago were looked at as maybe the best three goaltenders in anywhere in the NHL on one team uh, when you went one, two, and three. Now right. you got none of them. Now you're looking right. at Carter Hutton as your guy that's going to be your leader. Uh, right. We all talk about how you got to build it from the goal out. Right. Well, that's not exactly a strong spot. Right. So what I'm saying is there are a ton of hurdles, a ton of well, hurdles. No, no, I didn't say there weren't. And, and I just don't think that there is a building that they can go to. I really don't. And I, I think that they would be treading water and um, just, you know, sometimes you cut your losses, right? You cut your losses. You say, listen, I know I put a lot into this, but this is not a good situation. And you pick yourself up and you look for a better situation. Um, for the Arizona Coyotes, that better situation might be Houston. It might, might be. be Kansas City. Might no, be Oklahoma City. Happening. Who knows? No, Oklahoma City. The NHL blew that 20 years ago. Yeah, but what I'm saying is um, there could be a second chance. Who knows? But what I'm saying is um, I just think eventually it's going to come to an end. I mean, everybody said during the bankruptcy years it's going to come to an end. They survived. They went through another four owners, and uh, none of the owners were – sufficient enough to be able to do it from everything I've told right now is there's a lot of work to do to, uh, to, to just get back in good standing, if you will. So hopefully we'll see that. I mean, I'm a fan of hockey in the Southwest, obviously, but I just think you also at some point have to look at it realistically. And Alex Murillo uh, is not in the business of buying businesses and losing money on them. He wants to make money. Uh, that's why he's a businessman. And I, I just think he, at some point in time, he's going to have to look into it and go, uh, I need to make money in this. Right. 
And here's here's the problem. And this is right. what we're when he opened when, when he opened when he opened up the first pizza shop. Yeah, but that's that, that's apples to oranges. Why? Because there's, there's a huge it's still a mindset. Between, no, 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 no. It's still a no. You're talking apples to oranges when you're talking Whatever. any business to a professional sports team. Of course, we there are so that. many different. You you can have a great mindset, but that doesn't mean it's going to be successful. True. You can't you can't push your mindset on everything. Um, you have to adjust to the business that you have. And I think the the good owners that are diverse in what they do are able to do that. And and I'm going to go right up oh, the road, I would say 300 pizza miles again to Bill Foley. Pizza and casinos are not exactly uh, the same thing. No, but they're not a professional sports team. Well, Bill Foley didn't own a professional sports team until a few years ago. And guess what he did? He adjusted. He adjusted to what he did. And the one thing that he had in his mindset was, I'm going to do it the right way from the start, from the start of my ownership. Everything's going to be done the right way. And everybody said, no, you can't do that. You can't get those many players. You can't go to the salary cap. There's no way. And he said, if that's what it's going to take to win, we'll go to the salary cap. That's why they played some games last year with 17 players. Um, isn't that, isn't that's that what not every team issue. that wins does? Um, not every, but a lot of them. But, but that's not going to happen in Arizona. That you can't get to the salary cap, much less go over it or push it. Not with the roster you have. Listen, uh, uh, when was the last time the Detroit Red Wings made the playoffs? I have no idea, nor do I care. <laughs> I'm just, I just, yeah, but there's going to be there. But listen, listen Paul, you're talking about Detroit. Is Hockey City? They're right. going to show up, win, lose, or draw. Uh, Arizona is not Hockey City, and I have my fingers crossed, and I'm hoping and praying that somehow, some way, uh, Arizona State pulls some hockey fans in because that building is going to be fantastic. Their coaching staff is fantastic. Their their on ice product is fantastic. I've been on record as saying that I think that'll be the next major champion national championship. At Arizona State's going to come from the hockey team. No, uh, I, they I, have I, I every component. That, you know, they have every component. The problem is that necessarily does not bring hockey fans because you've got to find people that are invested in it and have grown up in it. I mean, go to North Dakota; they, they are all invested in that hockey program, and that right. doesn't happen everywhere. I mean, look at look at Colorado College. They're just building a, a brand new, beautiful building that's going to hold thirty four hundred people. That's it, thirty four hundred. It'll, it'll be a while before I get to see that, though. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure, and I'm make, and I'm sure that that uh, say like on the eighth or the ninth or whenever there'll be videos that pop up on my phone. Hey, guess where I am? And I'm going to go up yours. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is. Uh, in the conference of the NCHC, North Dakota seats about 12,000 people when they get them standing room only, and it's packed. Then, right. then you're going to go to a brand-new building that's just built that's going to be standing room only. You're not going to get 3,500 in there? That's a big difference. That's three times larger for one place than the other. So what, what my, point, my point on this is that I, I don't see how the Coyotes are going to continue this 
this mastery because they might, listen, they might not. They're going to have to say no. They're just going to have to say no and pick up and go. As much as I hate to say that being here in the desert, I just don't see it Listen, because I, there is not a deep enough fan base and to cultivate a deep we, fan do, base, we don't know that. it's going to take years. Yes, we do know that. I've been okay. here 30 years, yeah. All right, 31 whatever. years. There is not the, a deep the, enough fan base. If there it's was certainly not deep enough to go to Glendale, <laughs> it's not deep enough anywhere. Well, no, this, like, like I said, it's, it, it's, it may be if you if you can bite the bullet for 10 years in a nice building in Scottsdale or Tempe and you can still bite the bullet for 10 years, you might have a fan base that's somewhat comparable to Vegas right now. Maybe I don't compare. Maybe I don't compare anybody's years. fan bases to anybody's. Well, yes. No, I but what I, <laughs> you got to make money is what I'm saying. Right. So if you don't have fans and you don't have corporate interest, there is no way that you can survive. Period. Listen, here's here's the bottom line, okay? Um, I, you know this as well as I do. You change tomorrow and then change again on Thursday and change again on Friday and change again next week. I just got to play it one day at a time. Well, Mo, I, I agree, and that's what they're doing. They're playing it one day at a time. But I can okay. tell you what's not going to change from day to day or month to month or even year to year. The fan base is not going to change that quickly. You're going to have to put a, a name recognizable team together that wins. And you say this all the time to me. You say win and they will come. Well, you're going to have to put that team together somewhere and win so that you can get your fan base engaged. And if you can do that in five years, then your fan base will be engaged in five more years. But you're going to have to go out there and put a winning product on the ice for a minimum of five years before you're going to start seeing some cultivation of real hockey players and and fan bases. And and I just don't know if if the Coyotes, A, can do that in five years, because right now they've proven they can't. And secondly is, I don't know, um, I don't know if they have the money to do that, because we just talked about how they don't have a place to play. And you got to have something. Um, you got to have something. I, uh, anyway, I think we needed to talk about it because nobody had discussed it. Uh, next week, we're hopefully going to have Kate Shefty on. We're going to talk Colorado hockey because the Avalanche um, may have picked up the goaltender they need to push them over the top. Is that fair enough? Uh, I would say more than fair. I would say that makes them uh, a very heavy favorite to win the Stanley Cup next year which would make my friend Brian up there in uh, at uh, in, in Colorado, uh, fellow alumni, uh, very, very happy. Uh, he's a big avalanche guy. Um, make him very, very happy. He couldn't wait to, to send me a Twitter message when they got <laughs> Kemper. Because everybody knows. What were they lacking, Paul? They were lacking that goalie. A, play a playoff goalie, playoff right? Playoff goalie. Um. It, it, I mean, honestly, I, I can't say anything about my Islanders because I don't know what their roster is going to look like yet, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so I can't make it say anything official. But we know it's going to be Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, uh, and, and Colorado as probably the one, two, three in terms of favorites in the NHL in the, in this, this upcoming season in a few weeks. Uh, we're not going to include 
that team that hasn't won since 1967 in <laughs> in that thing because well the media always says every year that this is the year they're going to win uh, i guess eventually they'll be right i mean who knows I mean, why you think Rob right Rain- will the media Rob's still Rangers be alive 54 years <laughs> Will the media be alive that's saying that? I, I don't know. <laughs> Back then. I, I don't know. Uh, okay, so, so. That, that's what lies ahead. Uh, hopefully, Kate Shefty next week and uh, get the inside scoop on the uh, Colorado Avalanche and Eagles and the players that they're stockpiling and the money that they still have available and now the fact that they have a goaltender. And I think what's most interesting, Paul, is when Colorado was eliminated by Vegas, um, they uh, – there was frustration from from the big guns, um, and um, I think that maybe that's the first time that those big guns, the captains, the leadership group, have spoken out and said, hey, listen, um, I've been here too long to still not get to a Stanley Cup final or win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And I'm anxious to see what that comes to terms on the ice this year. And we're close. We're less yep. than a month away. For sure. Absolutely. Can't wait. Okay. So that's another wrap on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, My thanks to Paul Hornstein for stepping in. Uh, Rob's watching the Yankees. Oh, man. The Yankees and Angels, right? Is it Yankees or Angels, right? Yeah. That's where he's at? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Boost Mobile where all plans include a mobile hotspot and America's largest 5G network for less. Buy summer skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. Have to keep those drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Buy the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Whether it's the Long Bar or the Andiamo Steakhouse, we are more than just great gaming action. Book your spot at the D. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, where we can provide for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. See the website for our Three Valley locations at BehindTheMask.com. I Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there are so many delicious choices. It seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By M Drive. Supplements to fuel and refine your drive. M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com. The D, Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, prevented by the D Resort and Casino, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my guest host. Um, as usual, I got to do a couple of housekeeping things, a couple things to let you know about. The uh, September sponsor sizzling special, say that quickly, is out there. Uh, half price to get that one specific spot. Uh, that uh, is on all of our web pages. So if you want more information, uh, direct message me or send me an uh, email or rob an email, uh, ithswrob no, at gmail.com 
or ithswscott at gmail.com, and we'll tell you all about it. Also, a reminder that starting September 5th will be our great giveaway from our friends at Summer Skates. We've got a pair of sandals and a koozie to give away uh, to winners of the contest, so be listening. Tell your friends. Also, we're uh, on our push to get to 10,000 followers on all of our Twitter handles, so get out there and uh, give us a few likes. Tell your friends about it because once we get there, we've got some great prizes coming your way for that as well. And um, finally, it's almost hockey season, so tomorrow I'm headed to Vegas because uh, UNLV is getting started, and our good friend Kenny McCudden is going to be on the ice with the uh, Rebels for Wednesday, Thursday, and their uh, scrimmage on Friday. And I will be up there to visit with our friend Kenny and hopefully entice him to come on the podcast on Wednesday night. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Of course, Paul and I will be back uh, tomorrow night for College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and uh, we will take it from there. So thanks again, Paul Hornstein, for sitting in for Rob tonight. And uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Night.